What's up, fellow Zeros? Thanks for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that's objectively quite handsome. My name is Joe, and I'm here with my two science guys to talk to you about the movie Captain Marvel. We've got Corey. The podcast that's announcing your identity on branded clothing helps with the covert part. And sequel. The podcast is just simple physics. Is it? Are we? Is it? Science Guys was a good pull. I liked it. That was good. Because it fits with my simple physics line. It does, but I didn't know, I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> I forgot if I said it already, but we're here to talk about Captain Marvel. But we've been watching other stuff first. Hey, Sequel, what did you watch? I watched three movies since we last recorded. Wow, and that was like not that long ago. Yeah, not that long ago. I watched Creed 2. Nice. Good choice, good choice. Creed 2 is awesome. Sure is. Just recently ranked my top 10 films of 2018, and Creed 2 was number 2. Wow. It's up there. It's number 3 for me. Recency bias takes into account. You did just watch it. I did just watch it. Got me really pumped up. It's an excellent movie. I also watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall. You love that movie? Great movie. Very funny. I like that. I haven't seen it in many years. So. I don't recall the situation exactly. There was a day I came over here... And either it was a podcast night, or maybe it was a Monday Night Football night, or something like that. And you had Forgetting Sarah Marshall on. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I know the night you're talking about. I can't remember if it was a podcast night or a football night. I feel like it must have been a podcast night, because I feel like nobody else came. And we just decided to skip Monday Night Football and watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall. So it must have been a Monday Night Football night. Yeah, I think it was a Monday because Because it's not like you and Matt and Frank, um, Frank showed. Because that would have obviously stopped us. I don't remember what happened that night. I, yeah, I don't. I don't. I all I remember is vividly sitting on your couch and watching, forgetting Sarah Marshall, and it was a good time. It's always a good time. I think you had it on. Like I said, I think it's a Monday Night Football, and I feel like you had it on because of a commercial break or something. And the game was shitty, so we were like, "Let's just uh, let's just watch this for a while." Yeah, that sounds right. Last but not least, I watched "I Love You, Man." Alright, because you got both those blue, blue, blue rays. That's right. I did. No codes. Sorry, guys. It's okay. It's okay. I think I own both of those already. Yeah. Or you know what? It hasn't been, like... That was, like, the best error for comedies. Or, I guess, the recent most best error for comedy. Because comedies are just gone downhill. Everyone's too PC and afraid to offend anybody. Like, I feel there's not many offensive moments in I Love You Man and Forgetting Sarah Marshall, but I feel like filmmakers today just don't have the balls or the film studios just don't want to put out movies like that anymore. Yeah, so. No one's making comedies in no. like recently, the last couple of years there's no like raunchy's not even the right word for it but just like comedies I want to sit down and watch honestly. R-rated comedy? Like, yeah, yeah, I guess R-rated <laughs> comedy. I mean, Blockers came out like last I heard Blockers year. Was, pre- was pretty good. I never saw it. I heard that too. I also never saw it. Game Night was funny, but like Game Night, I thought it was like okay. It wasn't that funny? It's not like a... Game Night was more of like just like a good movie, but it wasn't a good comedy. Like as far I as like, enter- a lot of Game Night, like entertainment That's... value, I had I found it. It was enjoyable. Yeah, very like entertaining. Wayne's World for me. Like, I enjoyed yeah. watching it, but I didn't laugh that much. Exactly. I, I did not laugh. I laughed a couple of times during game night, but that's about it. And half of it was because I imagined you guys quoting it here. <laughs> we did quote it for a little while after we saw it. Frito-Lay. Frito-Lay. How is that profitable for Frito-Lay? He's the best character. He is. Yeah, that was about it. Those three movies. Corey, what do you watch? 
I watched two, count them, two movies. I feel like, oh, wait, I watched two movies and a documentary. This is awesome. So, uh, The Case Against Anad Syed came out uh, Sunday. That's a show. It's a show. It's a documentary. Yeah, I watched that as well. Yeah, that was... Um, docu-series. Docu-series. Um, Thanks for clearing that up. The first episode wasn't all that exciting. Did you listen to the podcast? Yeah, of course. Okay. So this was very much... The, looking at like the trailer for it, it looks like they are, are actually trying to get put out new information on like making a murder or two. There's no new information. Not in episode one. Did not in any of it. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. Well, again, because again, this has been filmed already. They waited to put it out. So if you're interested in the case, you've been following it all along. There's no news. He's not getting a new trial. That's uh, yeah, that's true. They're just promoting awareness again to the situation, but. Uh, yeah. They're going to have a smoking gun type thing. They're going to interview somebody you never heard before. And yeah. People are going to have more theories, but uh, it's not doing anything. No. So episode one was relatively disappointing. I guess the one thing that, they do, that they're that they doing in this is they're actually reading the diary. We're actually getting to read Heyman Lee's diary. You need to get that in the podcast. A little bit. Yeah, no, she reads it for like the first four episodes of the podcast. Yeah, but like in like very short little like one line chunks. Like That's this pre- was, we got a ton much- of it. We got a ton of it in episode one. You got her getting the diary, like the first entry. I think that was the only new oh, maybe. bit. I haven't listened to Serial in a while, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's a few years old now. Yeah, it's true. So, moving on, I watched The Bank Job with Jason Statham. This makes sense. Yep. It was enjoyable. I don't know when that movie was made, but it looks like it was made in like the 80s. And I don't know what year it came out, to be honest. I would guess early 2000s. I want to say like... Or the late 90s. I want to say 08... That's my guess. I saw that in the theaters. 2008, yeah. yeah. And I also watched <laughs> uh, Death Wish with Bruce Willis. Isn't it bad? bad? I heard it was bad. Yeah, it's fucking awful. Um, but it was something to watch on the train that I hadn't seen before. Um, right before I hit play, I actually went and Googled it, and the Rotten Tomatoes score on it was 18%. I was like... That sounds right. Well, here it is. Committed. They were like... Within the first half hour, there are like five really bad inconsistencies, and you're like, okay, this is ridiculous. So, spoiler premise for this really shitty movie that you shouldn't bother watching. Bruce Willis is a doctor, or a surgeon, and his wife and daughter... Um, murdered. Well, his wife is murdered, and daughter survives the, the gunshot with a robbery going bad, and he becomes a vigilante. Do you see the original? No. But I didn't. I didn't realize it was a remake until I googled it and saw that there was another one. There's like one. seven death. Movies. Yeah, with uh, Charles, Charles Bronson. Yeah, the first one's not a robbery. <laughs> yeah, the guy's name is the same, but his job's different. In the original one, he's like an architect or some shit. The the main villain in the first one, I think, is one of this guy's first films. Is Jeff Goldblum? Really? Is like the gang leader. <laughs> it's uh, his wife is. Killed and his daughter is raped. Oof. That's so. That's so, the first. That's the original. So that's kind of what they were going for during the robbery. Um, like it was robbery, and then one of the guys was decided he was going to rape the daughter. The daughter defends them, defends herself, and they both get shot, and the daughter survives. But then they get them to the hospital, and their faces are beaten to shit. Like, okay. Bruising after the fact. I don't know. That's yeah. stuff to explain. It bothered me. And then, so he goes to a gun shop. Bruce Willis goes to a gun shop. And the woman's like, 
well, here's my favorite gun, and, like, hands him, like, an automatic, like, a semi-automatic weapon. He's like, oh, and if you're looking for a pistol, there's this one. And then hands him another semi-automatic weapon. I'm like, what? <laughs> it was such a dumb inconsistency, because you're in a gun shop, and you could eat just as easily have pulled out a pistol. In the original, the actress that plays Charles Bronson's daughter mm-hmm. is actually a film professor at SUNY Purchase. Oh. And if she shows that, that scene to her class on the first day, so I'm like, you all know who I am, you're all going to Google this scene, so we're just going to get out of the way and watch it now. I've done some things I'm not proud of. <laughs> wait, 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 so the actress is a film professor? Yes. That's crazy. Yes. Wow. All right, then. It's like if one of us was a film professor. What a great bit life that would be. We should try I to guess. all become film professors and teach like a class, con- not not conjoin, that's the wrong word, joint effort, I yeah. guess. It'd be cool if it was like one of those uh, thematic classes, like each semester is a different theme and the students find out on like the first day. We're going to do all superhero movies. That could be one semester. All Sp- good superhero movies, one semester, all bad superhero movies. <laughs> second Sports semester. movies. The second semester's real long. Biopics. Should really do it the other way around. Get the really shitty ones out of the way. They'll drop the class. That's true, actually. <laughs> well, that we're never going to get tenure. <laughs> That's it for me. That's all I've been watching. So, Joe? No. You had a movie? So you had two movies on a... I did. The Bank Job. Oh, that's right. And Death, Death Wish. Okay, and then the, the case Death against the Nets I had. Take it away, Joe. I was really hoping you were going to stop at two, because then we go three, two, one, because I only got to watch one new movie in okay. the time between Sorry. podcasts. That's okay. It's a movie that I've been wanting to see for a while. They finally had it on Netflix. It's called Layer Cake. It's a... Oh, I heard about this. crime movie starring Daniel Craig. It's directed by Matthew Vaughn, who does yeah. Kingsman, Kick-Ass, Stardust, a bunch of awesome movies. How was it? It's good. It's very British. But it's good. Okay. So is the bank job. Like, I had to turn on subtitles because I don't really understand what they're saying, and the audio is not at a great level either. So sometimes they speak really quickly, and they freeze things in ways I don't understand. So is the bank job. And I was just like, man, I'm going to need subtitles to keep up with the whole plot of this movie. I did subtitles for the Sherlock BBC show, Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay. I need it. I've only watched a few episodes of that, but I didn't need it yet. It talk way too low and way too fast. I understand. <laughs> it's almost like a different language, because they have their own way of saying things that are not how we do it. That's so correct. It totally makes sense. But it's really good. It's a it's a good crime movie. It's pretty Matthew Vaughn. It's his first movie, so it's, it has less of a... I don't even know how to put it. Unpolished Matthew Vaughn. Yeah, I guess. It's... Like, he always slips that one weird joke into a movie. He doesn't do it in this. Okay. So I guess that was something he added afterwards. But it's on Netflix if you want to check it out. I would recommend it. It's a good crime movie. It has a couple twists and turns you don't see coming. It's a good watch. Daniel Craig, super handsome. And Sienna Miller. I've never seen her in things. I have, but I've never recognized her. She is so attractive in that movie. My God. And that is what we've been watching. Let's do the movie facts for the movie you all came here to listen to us talk about. Captain Marvel. The Marvel came out in 2019, because we just saw it. It just happened. It's rated PG-13. It's two hours and four minutes long. It has two directors. I believe they're either a dating or married couple. Married couple. Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. Or Fleek. My handwriting is bad. I think it's Fleck. It stars Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, Lashana Lynch, Annette Benning, Jude Law, and Clark Gregg. 
Budget, what I found was $152 million. Who knows how accurate that is. So far, in about four or five days, it's grossed $490 million. $164 million of that is domestic. The scores are kind of all over the place. So this is interesting. Rotten Tomatoes with an 80%. Certified fresh. Audience. <laughs> <laughs> he let the shh really linger there. I like that. It's like the other Matt is here. <laughs> Audience score, 59%. IMDb, 7.1 out of 10. Metacritic, 64, with a user score of 3.5. So there's quite quite the split. We'll find out which side we end up on in a moment. But first, our general spoiler-free thoughts of the movie, letting you know if we thought it was good or not, without giving you any of the details. And I believe I go to Corey first. I liked it. Um... It was good. It was by no means great. It This will 100% fall into that realm of MCU movies that you're like, hey, it's an MCU movie. You know, you're going to enjoy it. But it's middle of the pack. It's not uh, Thor Dark World, nor is it Infinity War. It's it's very Ant-Man. I think Ant-Man's one of the better ones. Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's the one I'm thinking of. There about. you go. It's very Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's um, it, it, it does the job it needs to do. And for that, I applaud it. Sequel, your thoughts? So I saw this last Friday, and I texted Frank right after, and said, good, not great. <laughs> Talk of your sentence. That was my, going to be my opening line. Was there, was there context? Like, I said, you, just like Captain Marvel is good, not Okay, great. I thought you just sent Frank a text that said, good, not great. <laughs> and he had to figure it out. <laughs> what? <laughs> so yes, this is a good movie. It's solid. It's well made. The acting's fine for the most part. It is closer to a bottom five MCU movie than it is a top five MCU movie. And again, this also, along with Ant-Man and the Wasp, are the unfortunate next two after Infinity War. So, it has a lot going against it in in that aspect. We'll get into the details, but this movie is sorely lacking in certain areas. I was worried watching the trailers for this movie that I was just going to be bored the whole time. I wasn't. Thank God. Like, this is my favorite MCU movie I've seen so far this year. Wow. So I know. It there. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. It's, it's actually pretty solid. I There's a couple of things in this movie that I really don't like, but outside of that, there are a lot of things that I do enjoy about it, so I had fun watching this, and it could have been so much worse. It is closer to a bottom five than a top five, but just because of the sheer quality of the top five. I don't think it's a slight against this, but it's middle of the pack for me, for as far as MCU goes. And, without giving too much away, those are our general thoughts about the movie. So, if you haven't seen Captain Marvel yet, which, A, is a real possibility, and B, why are you listening to this if you haven't seen it yet? But if you haven't, here's your chance to get out spoiler-free, because we're going to tell you all the things that... Ha- or, we're going to talk amongst each other about all the things that happened in Captain Marvel, starting right now. The Flarkin is amazing. I love Goose. Goose is my favorite character in this movie. Okay. It's, Goose is fine. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a cat that's really a monster. I, I love the fact that there's a cat in this movie. I love the fact that Samuel L. Jackson falls over this cat all the time. I love the fact that this cat is there, he had to, doesn't have an eye. I love it. I love it all. I like that he lies about it. Or he, he has a story. We're talking about yeah. this already? 
Yeah. Oh, well, I, I fucking hate it so much. It's terrible. That's what you hate? I hate it. That's one of the things that drives me It was me the most obvious thing as soon as that cat goes on the screen and Samuel Jackson goes to, <laughs> to like, pick it up. I'm like, this is how it's going to happen. Well, it? the thing is, they give you, like, like, so he gets in the car accident and he walks out and he's got, like, blood all over his eye. You're like, huh? No. No, okay. okay. It's like... It's, and every time I, his face is near that cat, you're thinking, here it comes. I was afraid it was going to be, like, hot tub time machine where they're trying to figure out where the guy loses his arm. <laughs> Where he would constantly be getting in situations where harm would come near his eye, but then avoid it at the last second. I mean, I it happens really twice. worried about that. Well, not really. It happens once, and then it actually happens. Anytime that cat is near his face, that's what the first thing my, my head went to. He knew it was going to be the cat. It was just... I didn't know that, and I was really hoping it wasn't. It was awful. I hated it. All things considered, it wasn't a cat. It was a flurkin. Well, same. Sure. He uses it at cat part to do it. <laughs> Uh, At the very least, I like Talos's response to when he like he, the, so. It'll be fine. And he shakes his head now. Like you, it's just like that part. Of, that's what like, I liked, but every no, I hate no. It's bad. They last Jedi did. They took a really significant thing that people wanted to know, <laughs> and they were like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. <laughs> it's a wow. Cat. I didn't think it would be a serious like way he would lose his... I didn't think it would be heroic. I was stretch. hoping it was going to be heroic. I thought they were going to go the, the comedy route with it. I thought so too. O- only because, best. like like you said, there's so much built up around it. There are stories that the crease burnt out his eyes because he refused to give up information. And he's playing that up. He's... he's you know, I like that. Personally. Super disappointed. But. The de-aging CGI for Samuel Jackson and Agent Coulson... Outstanding, it's good. phenomenon. Can tell. I've read reviews That's, that said it's inconsistent. I don't remember it being. Inconsistent. I at no point didn't yeah. think it's inconsistent. Early on, it was noticeable. Then you forgot about it, which I guess is the point. But it's only noticeable because Samuel Jackson is, looks a lot older now. Or I just accepted it automatically. I'm like, this is in the past. This works. Okay, I, done. I think. I think the only piece of inconsistency I saw in it was that the first time you see Colson, I think his hair's different. His hair's like lighter and kind of like foofed up, like in the front, like to well, a point. Had, I mean, he had more hair in the '90s. No, no, no. What I mean is, like, the first time you see him, I think he's got, like, a little bit of, like, a hawk, like, the f- up in the front thing. Oh, hawk. Yeah. And then when he's in the stairwell, it's now pushed over to the side. Well, the I'm question like, so is, he was, was he, was it the scroll that copied him at, like, a different time and that's why his hair was different? I don't know. Well, we assume that the, the, the Colson that's in the stairwell is not, not the, the scroll. Yeah. Yeah. Scroll. I'm talking about, like, but the first time we see Colson, it ends up being a scroll. No, it's the second time because that was the first time. No, because you see him. You see him when he gets out of the car and goes over and talks to the security guard. Or he when he first rolls up with Samuel Jackson, he's still Coulson. The next time you see him is he's a scroll. Yeah, so and then it's, it's in that. Him. It's in that scene. Yeah, I, yeah, right. So technically, I don't what we're arguing about. Now, <laughs> technically, your first image of Coulson, he is Coulson. He's not a scroll yet. Yeah. That's the second time you see no, him. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, did he have... No, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I was trying to say maybe the scroll copied, like... A different hairstyle. A different hairstyle, yeah, okay. Yeah. I find it... I find her power set really interesting. Or I should say, I find the source of her power set very interesting. I don't know anything about Captain Marvel, comic book-wise. Same. Um, She's like Superman for Marvel, is all I know. Yeah, but the fact that her power is essentially the Tesseract... Well, it comes from the it comes from the Tesseract. Yeah, 
but she was able to absorb. She essentially is an Infinity Stone. That that's kind of what this is. Is like she ha- held like, and her body is the power of the uh, an Infinity Stone, which is I guess is why she's going to be able to stand up against Thanos in some meaningful way. Could be, although he has the Tesseract, so I don't know how it's going to play out. Yeah. Well, the magic thorax somehow managed to defeat the Infinity Stone in all of its glory, too. Magic thorax or magic thorax? <laughs> yes. Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. <laughs> Best family cameo. I'm saying it now. It's Him a, reading a Mallrats it's script. Because he's, he's cameoing as Stan Lee. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So good. And did you guys get the Thank You Stan um, opening? The, so The scroll? Yeah. I, um... Yeah. I told I told friend of the show Tom that I would say this on on air because he said it to me and I agreed with it. Hold on, let me make sure I get the wording right. Sorry, 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 because I don't want to fuck up this wording. Is this positive good. or negative? Very positive. Okay. Um, I'm giving that Stanley tribute the waterworks and the gauntlet. I was near tears during the scroll, just seeing nothing but all of his cameos across all of the movies, and then a thank you, Stan. It got me. It hit me in the feels. So hard. Alright. <laughs> no? <laughs> nothing? Well, it was, you know, I, this was the first one after his death, so, I mean. I've seen, like, three Stanley tributes already. Like, I'm not saying they're getting old, I'm just... Numb to it? It doesn't, it doesn't have the same effect it did on me. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Initially. It was a very interesting thing to see all his cameos instead of all the, the clips from the previous movies. I was like, that really took me by surprise. Yeah. It was a real good, subtle way to do it, too. I think it was more emotional for the Spider-Verse cameo, strictly because oh, yeah. it's closer to his death. That's true. Yeah. Spider-Verse cameo was another good one, too. I, th- he's, I think he's actually supposed to be playing J. Jonah Jameson in that. In what? In Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. I think that's what his cameo is supposed really? to be. Hmm. I-, I read that. That's and interesting. I was like, apparently he always wanted to play the role, so good for him. He did it. Was he the owner of a, like, a costume shop? Yes. Yeah. But he was also very, like, scrupulous and... Or unscrupulous. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Close. The other one. Yeah, the other one. So, like, that, it, it, it did kind of read as a joke. I can see it as a JJ. Can we talk about the public perception that if you don't like this movie, you're a sexist? Which I don't find, like, Shut accurate. We, we can. <laughs> um, the... I like to put... To, to classify myself as like a social justice warrior as often as I can. I'm usually on their side of things as often as I can be, but... SJW. But the fact of the matter is, if it's a good movie, it's a good movie. I mean, I can say that this movie is really good and empowering for women and still admit that it's not the best Marvel movie out there, just as much as I can say that Wonder Woman did as much, if not more, three years ago, or two years ago, Right? It was two years ago we did Wonder Woman? It was, yeah, it was two years two ago. Years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Wonder Woman came out two years ago. This isn't groundbreaking as far as superhero lead ladies. I'm glad that Marvel finally gave us one, but... We've seen Storm and X-Men since 2000. And there's that too, right? I like how you went to Storm and not, you know, Jean Grey. Yeah. <laughs> the bit part X-Men. Storm all the way. Co-team leader. <laughs> so, I mean... it. it it's the first um, recent female superhero not to be sexualized in any way. There's zero in that. You get it in Wonder Woman because she has a romantic relationship. Yeah. 
And her outfit is just inherently a little more sexualized. Yeah, it's it's, it's suggestive. And then you get it in, um, with uh, Black Widow ever since her insurrection into the MCU. Correct. This is there's no rom- sense of uh, romanticism or sexualization at all in uh, in her character. I actually really like that. Yeah, I like I that too. Yeah, I, I like that they don't try to shoehorn a romance. She doesn't need no man or woman. I don't know what she's into. I don't care. Right. She you get some strong a strong bonded friendship, which which is yeah. nice, and you get a nice little. Um, you need to have a relationship with someone. Yeah. Otherwise, you're an unrelatable character. Yeah. But but and, and the thing is, in this, in this you get. You get two of them, though. Like, you get the new, newly found friendship with Fury, and you get the reignition of the friend that she forgot. Like, I, I think that that's pretty great. Yeah. I think yeah. you get both sides of that, that story. And, I mean, as far as an arc for a character who essentially has amnesia, this is concise and to the point, and they don't use any of the big cliches. It's not like she hits her head at some point and it all comes rushing back. She just slowly starts to remember. I like, do. she just flashes here and there, but not in the same way that you would expect somebody with... I thought one of the amnesia. better scenes were the uh, scrolls um, uh, interacting with her memories, fast-forwarding, mm-hmm. rewinding, as if they were watching a movie, mm-hmm. but then able to replay it, and she's living it, too. Yeah. That was a real uh, interesting take on that. Yeah. I thought the scrolls looked terrible, by the way. I didn't like the way they looked at all. It, like, Galaxy Quest came out over 15 years ago, and the aliens in Gal- Galaxy Quest were better and more convincing. So it's funny that you mentioned Galaxy Quest, because what I went to when I w- looked at the scrolls, I don't... I think they look fine, I guess. I didn't really take... You know, I didn't take them that much into account, really. But to me, it looked like about the quality that you would see in, like, a star- like the older Star Trek movies. Yeah. I think they look pretty decent. I don't know. I didn't really have a problem with it. I didn't have a problem with it. It just didn't... It, it's not like it looked... It didn't blow my mind with what they looked like. I feel like we've evolved from green aliens. Like, I do something yeah, different. But if, like, the scrolls are green, But man. if the scrolls are green, the scrolls are green. All right, I, mean, I mean, do about that one. Or, like, some kind of gray. Like, that's just... The shape-shifting that we get to see from the scrolls, I think, looks really good, though. That's fine. Yeah, that does look good. Yeah, I, I like... I, th- that effect looked awesome. And you know what? They did so much work on making Coulson and Fury look the correct age that if they had to scrape a little off of what they may have wanted to do with the scrolls, so bad. But it's, I'll, I'll, I'll let it slide. This is fine. I would. I. I'll put it to you this way: I would have been much more unhappy if the scrolls looked amazing, but I could. But Samuel L. Jackson was way more obvious. Or they just died. The hair of they essentially put like a wig on and then call it a day like that. That would that would Samuel Jackson so looks much like worse. somebody edited into Rogue One. Oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I like the concept of the. Uh, I think the, it's called the Supreme Intelligence. Yes, right, Central Intelligence. Yeah, I didn't Supreme? care for that shit at all. It was. It, I guess that's more source material that there's like a, a supreme being. I don't. I didn't think it was very well explained. I, Brie Larson doesn't even know what the hell it is, and it's um, you mean maybe Carol Danvers. Yes, maybe that's the point. I, yeah, I, I I just kind of let that let that be like the point, right? Like she's technically a a stranger in what she thinks is her own world, right? Because she wakes up no memory, so they essentially like make her a Cree. Yes, and 
she's not Cree, so she doesn't have any type of long-standing knowledge of this. She's just kind of like she doesn't have long-standing knowledge of anything. Right. Exactly. So like she letting her be and letting her be a stranger in her own world helps move this plot forward. So if she was indoctrinated to be anti-scroll like from birth, even if that scroll tried to like sit down and like have like that rational conversation, she probably would have just shot him anyways. Like it takes learning a bunch of new things and discovering things and really realizing that there are secrets around you for this plot to go where they wanted this plot to go. What does that have to do with the supreme intelligence though? Hmm? What does that have to do with the supreme intelligence though? Like I think you could have done that without that. Like you don't need a supreme intelligence. You don't need and the, the fact that it it, it it the image of the supreme intelligence is what is it, the most trusted person which is locked away in her memory. Right. So, like, her meetings with the Supreme Intelligence at all is counterproductive to the goal that the Kree have. Because all it's going to do is unlock her past. Or at least provide questions to her past. Like, I have no idea who this person is. I see her in my dreams sometimes. Well, they also want answers, too, to a certain extent. And they, they think that they're sitting pretty because they put the inhibitor on her neck. So they're probably just, you know, it's hubris. They're like, we got her locked down. She's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. We can learn some stuff. And they know who, who they're turning into, right? Like, Central Intelligence knows. Supreme. Supreme Intelligence, thank you. The Supreme Intelligence knows exactly who that is. So. Right, but, again, like the, so if Jude Law's character interacts with the Supreme Intelligence, do they have conversations about Veers? Maybe. Probably, yeah. We don't get to see it. Like a like know. a plan. Like, hey, don't let her lose her. You use her flashy fists. Tell her I don't like that. Like, I just, I just didn't like that whole. Tell her she's got to earn it. She's got to control it. Yeah. <laughs> What's given can be taken away. I think it, I honestly think that a bigger plot hole in this is that no. So after the um, a- after the Kree shoots down the ship, Jude Law's character whose name escapes me at the moment, uh, shoots down the ship, and she shoots the the light speed engine, that he's just like, well, so be it. Let's pack her on the ship and go away. Like, they're not going to check in orbit to see if there's another ship out there. Like, you have the same technology. Like, you should be able to figure it out. And they just walk away for six years. Like, eh, whatever. It's only an infinity stone down here. It's not a big deal. Guess maybe you could argue that they didn't know that it was an Infinity Stone that she was working with. But Probably not. How did she get the How did she get the Tesseract? Well, how did who get the Tesseract? Marvel. Maybe the Kree had it. So last time we see the Tesseract between when it shows up in Avengers, and or whatever. All right, because he found it in First Avenger. Yeah, the First Avenger. Um, Red Skull holds it in his bare hand and it sucks him up. That's what ships him to the planet where the Soul Stone is and so on and so forth. Spoilers to all of the MCU movies. Hopefully you watch them all. Um, it's like two. Yeah. <laughs> literally two, actually. So, so who knows where that ended up. Yeah. It got thrown onto Marvel's ship. Into her hand. Tesseract's one of the biggest mysteries we have in the MCU. It's, it's terribly mysterious. Appears. <laughs> It is the MacGuffin of all MacGuffins because sure. it advances the plot. Always. Like, the Infinity Stones as a whole always advance the plot, 
But that's the one that keeps coming up over and over and over Tesseract again. is the only... Outside of Thanos, Tesseract is the only one anyone's ever searching for. Yeah. The Mind Stone just kind of shows up and gets plopped in. It's the most legendary of all <laughs> It looks like the cube from Animorphs. Does anyone get that reference? Because yes. Okay, good. <laughs> The Terminator 2 aspect of this, or Terminator aspect of this, where she's like a stranger to Earth, C-53, where she's discovering things for the first time. Liked it, didn't love it, probably because we watched Terminator 2 so recently. (laughs) It could have been done better, and also, this movie is basically, not basically, but a lot of this movie is like a better done version of Alita. Like, she's got her memory wiped, she's an ultimate weapon. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, that's what I thought of a lot. That's, of that's, a, that's a good the, point, actually. I didn't connect those two, but that's fair. With a lot of '90s nostalgia forced down your throat, I wanted minded none of it. I, I, like I wanted, uh, I don't, not more explanation because I know what these things are. But she asks a security guard, "Where can I find communications equipment?" And he points to a radio shack. She walks to the radio shack. I wanted to see her in the radio shack. I really did. I know it was closed. I want to know if she's going to break it or not. <laughs> Clearly she did. She no, because she ended up just standing hanging out by the payphone. And but she's she, working on the payphone. She's working on the payphone. She oh, clearly right. got the stuff from she radio. Stuff so from did radio that shack. guard just watch her, like, Probably. break it to the radio? Like, this yeah, the guard cool. also watched her fall from the sky, walk out, and shoot plasma beams blast, out of her yeah, head. blast through the window with a what he assumes is a weapon, or maybe her. He's like, I'm just going to hang out away. here. I'm sorry. Please, you got to call the popo. Since you're, since you're making a little Terminator reference here, do you uh, guys notice who she who she shoots? What cardboard cutout she shoots? It's uh, Arnold, right from True Arnold's Lies. Arnold from True Lies. Jamie Lee Curtis is left untouched, though. <laughs> hmm, suspicious. <laughs> Just kidding. A deeper meaning there. <laughs> Arnold's taller. Is the one thing, <laughs> I, guess, I, I guess I can kind of go either way with it, um, but the one thing I'm a little surprised about is... I feel like in the trailers, they were pretty heavy-handed with the she-always-gets-back-up thing. And it takes until, like, the end of the that movie. That was in the trailer? I yeah. don't even remember that being in the trailer. See, I stayed away from the trailer. Okay. Yeah, they constantly are, they're, they're constantly hinting at, like, her entire life she's getting knocked down and, like, getting back up. And it takes her getting, like rid of, like, the uh, inhibitor for, like, that scene to kind of come to fruition. Well, because she gets to remember how those scenes end. Yeah. Because she's been exploding into a cloud of blue smoke yeah. and then bleeding blue blood with her false memories before then. Like, that's, that's really heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. Like, 100% super heavy-handed. It still manipulated my emotions. I was still, like... Yeah. Oh, it got me! Because yeah. of that, it's, it's totally my favorite scene in the movie. Oh, it got me. It got me good. I just... I expected them to be a little... I'm not mad that they didn't do it, but I expected them to be a little more heavy-handed throughout the movie. Like, where every... Like, anytime she, like, falls on the ground, like, she remembers one of them. Why would it have taken so much, like, oomph out of that scene? I agree. I'm glad they did it all in one shot. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm like, the way that the trailer made it look is, like, I thought they were just going to constantly cut back to want to her getting up at some point or another, and instead they held it all back, and they did it all in one, one go. Which was definitely more effective, mm. in my opinion. Yeah, so that's my favorite scene. And then it's you get to see her, her power unabated, and it's 
fucking cool. Okay, yes. Now, I'm a big fan of what Marvel's been doing, especially with Ragnarok, taking a popular song and making that, like, the anthem for, like, the battle scene. Mm-hmm. I don't like it in this. I liked it in it a lot. I thought it was a great song choice. And which remind me, which song? What? Which one was it? Was it Nirvana? I'm just a girl. Oh, it's I'm just a girl. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. And then, and then that leads right into the the whole. Yep, it is appropriate thing. for the yeah. time period. I mean, when it came on, when it hit, I was like, <laughs> I think I chuckled. I was like, nice. No, I, I, I gave it, it a nice. It got me a little amped up. I'm like, yeah. all right, here she's gonna kick some major ass now. This is kind of what I've been waiting for the entire movie. <laughs> the movie doesn't overload us with action sequences either. It gives us a few. It gives us a chase. And it gives us uh, the the one at the end, really. The one at the end. That's, that's like a, pretty like, much it. There's a super mini one early on. There's a couple. There's a couple of mini combats. There's yeah. Yeah, you said the chase. There's the end battle. There's the one where she's trying to escape the ship to get to C fifty three to get to Earth. Right, but I get, it's not very memorable. You know, it's not like I feel I like find... it, I feel like fights combat that happens in like escape sequences are just kind of like. You need that to get to the next step, which is finding a vehicle to escape in. Like, if you look back at the other MCU movies, you can... They're very memorable battle sequences. I think this this movie probably had the... It's lacking. Yeah. yeah despite despite having a good song that fits the the, the feel for the movie that they're going for. Yep. I mean, Best and most memorable one. It's yeah. the biggest one. I want to I wanted score. Uh, for for whatever reason, like it wasn't giving me like immigrant song level pump. I was just yeah. like, I because this movie actually is a decent score. I was listening to it. It's not used that much in this, but like it could have been, and I feel like it would have been more effective. But that's not Marvel style. I get that. But and I mean they have well, they also have a whole set of songs that strike a chord, pun intended, with. Uh, their real target audience, which is people our age that kind of grew up in the 90s. So, like, they finally have, like, a reason to use all, like, these 90s songs and they're going to do it. Like, I get it. I felt, yeah, it's, it's definitely appropriate for this one. Some of it's way too shoehorned in. The Nirvana with the Supreme, that's, I was like, this is what we're doing right now. Did, oh, didn't nice. care for that, but but for the battle... It was coming as you are, right? It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. This leather jacket's tops. Okay, I have a que- I have a question. I've never said tops now. Nice grunge look. Well, you have now, but lose <laughs> the flannel. I was quoting. I know she she puts the jacket on at the end. Is that jacket getting disintegrated because yeah. the the Cree suit clearly can withstand it? I yeah. think that jacket's gone. Yeah, that jacket yeah. that jacket doesn't make it out of the atmosphere. Yeah, so she had that back for a grand total of about eight seconds. I still think it would have been again talking about mo- just give it to the kid. Yeah, I think that's a missed moment. I'll, I'll get this from you when I come back. Yeah. Boom. Done. That's a that's a yeah a beautiful little moment. No, you should hold on to it. That kid is Expo Dump Central, by the way. Yeah. Going through the pictures. Oh my your god! Parents. You didn't like your parents. That's why me and mommy had to be your family. I'm like, oh well, man. Well, she doesn't have any memories. I understand I know, that, I, but let the audience discover this organically rather than the girl saying. I wish she had I'd said. Not. <laughs> Have us discover it organically because that would would have just added time to this movie that was not really interesting. Two hours long. These movies are usually two twenty now. I thought it went. I didn't think it no, dragged I, that much. I either. think this was a very good length for this movie, so I didn't want them to throw scenes like, "Oh, here's a flashback of you and your parents." Like, just get this out of the but way. But there's flashbacks anyway. I mean, but they're not that many. They're all. And they're not same. that long. Yeah. <laughs> I think it works. 
I, I'm never going to be a fan of that. That's fair. I'm not usually, but I, it works well enough in this that I'm willing to give it a pass. Lazy. That's what it is. <laughs> Sometimes you take the shortcut because it's the fastest route. It doesn't even have to be said, to be honest with you. No, it doesn't. You're right. Okay, cut the whole scene out. We don't need to see the Polaroids. Done. Or, even even or, faster. Or, or put the Polaroids on, have the girl start to expo dump. Like, she's about to, like, she's halfway through the first sentence, and it just kind of fuzzes out, and it's just her looking across the pictures, and then we're getting short glimpses of Polaroids. They could be left in the dark. We don't need to know the story about them. That's fine, too. Show the Polaroid. Have her react to it in a three-second flashback of her, like, arguing with her dad and, like, storming out of her house or something. That tells me everything I need to know about her relationship with her father. Yeah. All right. Agreed. That's it. Yeah, that works, too. (laughs) There are lots of acceptable ways, in my mind, to do this. They chose the easiest one. They or sure The did. laziest one. Yeah. There was a there was a joke that they that they laid on, but they didn't actually use the punchline for. That kind of bothered me. It's stupid that that it bothered me, but it did. Um, when the squirrels are changing into the surface for the first time, they, okay, yeah, they yeah, land yeah. and they come up, and I guess it's, it's probably Talos, and then some other one. They look at each other and they pick the same girl. That's pretty cool. I like that. I laughed. But the line is bad. Yeah, but the line is bad. Like, they could have... I wish they had actually said the line because they hinted at the... You come into work dressed as, like, the same as, like, your co-worker is like... One of us is going to have to change. Yeah. I, like, I wish they had just said it. I wish they had just said it and gotten it over with. I would have gotten a better laugh out of it. I wish they had, too, because, like, most of the jokes in this movie for me, that fell flat. Yeah, because it was like, this one's mine. I'm like, eh. You could have just been like, one of us has to change. And then cut to the next scene, it would have been great. Or like, well, this is awkward. Yeah. Something. Yeah, Come on, scrolls, Have some human sense of humor. Oh, wait. So Talos in scroll form was acted by the same guy that he portrayed as a human, right? Yeah, it's Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. yeah. Who I was super glad for the twist because usually I'm used to seeing Ben Mendelsohn play a villain. So it was nice to see him not be a villain this time. Although I thought the scrolls were villains... I know they're at least a super scroll, like a villain for the Fantastic Four, the Doctor Doom sends, but I I assumed they were going to be the evil ones, and they flipped it, and I was like, hmm, I don't know if this is if this is canon or if this is yeah. just a creative flip. On That's the, my thing. I don't. I, I've I don't never know known, and, and I don't know a ton, obviously. But for example, I play the game, the the deck building game Legendary. Yep, it's a great game. It's sitting on the shelf behind you. Yep, it's a great game. In, I think in this original box set, one of the villain groups are scrolls. Yep. I've always known them as villains. So, I don't know if, if there is a story arc where Carol Danvers realizes that the war isn't just and she's going to save a bunch of them. I, I don't know. I don't know either. But, again, I, I, I totally agree. I like the fact that they end up being the good guys. Because, again, I was even still wary about them the entire time. I was like... Is there going to be a double cross? I was here? waiting for the double cross. I was waiting for the double cross. And I was it like, didn't... it was the scrolls all along. Yeah, and it wasn't. There wasn't one. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. Like, it, there was a good amount of intrigue in the movie. I didn't expect to get a whole bunch of intrigue. Jude Law, who kind of read, was going to somehow be a not great guy. He's not likable at all. Even when he's training her. Yep. I just you didn't like him from the beginning. I guess you're not supposed to. Yeah. He isn't that little. I think the biggest giveaway looking back 
that we weren't going to get double cross was the fact that the Kree are talking to Ronan. And I was just yeah. like, okay, this makes sense that these guys end up being the yes. villains. As soon as they started talking to Ronan, it was like, all right. But Ronan was a, Ronan is Cree. Yeah, but right, we but know Ronan as a, as a bad guy, kind of a dick bag. Uh, he looked weird. He did look weird. He, he doesn't have. He's missing some apparatus on his face. I guess some, maybe his eyes were more normal, and like in the movie, his eyes are maybe. different. He also has the paint. I know he has the paint on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he usually does wear the with the paint. Yeah. Um, but he, but even still, his face looked a little more like. Smooth and it looked it, it looked, looked weird. It looked to fresh me. and young. Maybe yeah. you know. Maybe they tried to de-age what tried to de-age something we don't understand what it looks like. Yeah. So um, I, I honestly like didn't being, even think it was him. I didn't think like it was the same president. guy. Like probably just the stress of the job just been yeah. weighing on him, so it looks older now. Was Ronan unnecessary to be needed? No, not at absolutely all, right? not. Yeah. No, and it, it was almost disappointing because when they announced that Ronan the Accuser was going to be in it, a bunch of people got pretty excited. Me like, oh, I wonder how Ronan's going to play into it. He's not. He, he no, he didn't get excited when they announced Ronan. This guy. He's the worst part of Guardians. I hate. He's a bottom three MCU villain. He's, n- he's not an <laughs> interesting or good villain. No, no, not at all. And what's worse is like... This was like putting the, the special cameo we get in Solo. Like, eh, Yeah. Don't exactly. need this. This is stupid. This is, that was very, very stupid. I, although, in that one, it's nice to see... We get absolutely nothing from him, and he uh, and he looks cool. Uh, I, I like that you specify. I'm trying to avoid spoilers. You just like no, I don't make sure we understood what if we're talking about. You see that movie, you get what you get. If you don't see it, good on you. I'm gonna anyway. be, I'm gonna believe it. That's <laughs> right. I like it. Well, I want to go into it a little bit. Okay. More. Like I did. My takeaway from Guardians was like, wow. I really hope they bring this guy back. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. The other character has been one that people have wanted to see and wanted to see what happened if he actually yeah. You know, died or whatever, and and like Red Skull. Like people are curious. People like Red Skull. You know, it's it, it's bring him bring him back for Infinity War. It's perfectly fine. Yeah, that's a spoiler too. But <laughs> well, I already I already did that spoiler, so it's fine. Yeah, you're right. I did that spoiler earlier. That's so true. It, you know what the thing is? It's there's always a problem with prequels and flashback movies being like you may may or may not have character buy-in because you know what happens to the character. Like, sometimes the story is so interesting in the story of how they got from A to B that, like, you want to follow that story, and that's that's what makes prequels work. We know Ronan's demise, and we know essentially what happens to him in the intermittent time. Like, he's not actually necessary. I think it would have been better if they had shown other Kree accusers, because that's, like, their position. Like, they dress like that because they're in a special military force called the Accusers. And then you're like, oh shit, I wonder I wonder if Ronan is on one of these ships. And like, left it at that. I wonder if Ronan was friends with these people. Well, that thought would have never crossed my mind, to be perfectly honest with you. That's also I don't better. give a shit about Ronan. I don't care about Ronan. I just... Yeah. I, it, it was an interesting choice. Again, it could be very consistent with the source material. I don't know. I, it, that, this one probably is. That part probably is. And I guess the only other thing, the only other thing I'll say about it is that for me, I I always thought that Ronan the Accuser was more like a given name, not like a title of like a military rank. Yeah, it's a nickname. You just went around accusing everyone of something. <laughs> well, like I mean, there's always like those like Alexander the Great or all sorts of other military leaders that have their own Andre the Giant. <laughs> Andre the Giant. There you go. Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe we went there. 
Then we stayed there longer than the actual history ones. Um, Vlad the Impaler. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> so there's like people throughout Attila history. Attila the Hun. Attila the Hun. <laughs> I hope people listening right now are just blurting out things that fit this. Yeah, I'm gonna think of more right later on. Blur them out. <laughs> Don't worry about it. this. Is this is gonna all come full circle when Good. we have to do the Twitter announcement? So I thought Ronan the Accuser was like one of those type of names. So to find out that it's actually just a like a part of the yeah it's like a rank or it's like part of the Kree army I thought that was interesting because it's not Ronan the Accuser it's Ronan of the Accusers yes or Ronan who was an accuser in the Kree army Ronan comma the accuser yeah (laughs) so fuck that guy fuck that guy so we're running not long but we're we're getting there so yeah we we should do a favorite least favorite something I want to touch on before we do that I just want to see how do we all feel about Brie Larson as Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. Not knowing anything about Captain Marvel, fine. I didn't think the writing was good enough for her to shine. I've seen Brie Larson in other things. She's very enjoyable. This is pretty much deadpan in one note, but that's probably fits the character of Captain Marvel. So in that respect, she did a good job. I'm waiting to... I'm, I'm going to hold out my judgment on her as the character of Captain Marvel until I see what she does in Endgame. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. I want. I I want to see because this is again. This movie is its origin story. Uh, she's not at full power, full potential, or full understanding of what she's capable of until the last ten, twenty ish minutes of this movie. So I can't wait to see her actually line up shoulder to shoulder with Cap and Iron Man, probably, and all the and and those guys, and and see what she's capable of when she has to go up against Thanos, and I think that there will be more depth to her character in this, because she's got experience now. She's done things in the universe that we don't even know about. So I'm holding out um, my judgment of her as a character until then. Well, I'm talking about performance-wise. Uh, it's it's the right... I, I really feel it's the writing. She really didn't get much to say. No, I agree with you. It's, it is the moment pretty when one she, note. She does Brie Larson things. There's like hints of what I've seen Brie Larson do. And I don't know. There's a couple moments of how much of that jabs. was supposed to be there, and how much of that are just kind of coming through. One thing not in her favor is I can think of like 20 actresses that could have done as good of a job. I feel like I could just picture so many other people like in that role. Where we even did a whole podcast on like born to play the role. Yeah, I don't think this falls into that category. No, I don't no. think so. I don't think so. I'm not unhappy with her in the role. I just. I hope the writing better reflects, or gives her more to show that she belongs in the role. Not that I don't think she does, but yeah, it, as of right now, it could be anyone because yeah. the performance doesn't require that much. No. And that's true. Yeah, exactly. And that's I think what I'm saying. It was yeah. what, where I was going mm-hmm. with it, it was I, I. I just want. I'm sure, Endgame's writing is going to be a little bit more careful. Is it the Is it the Russo brothers doing? They, yeah, they did both because they, they did, did both at the same anymore, time. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's prob- they're probably also doing Endgame. I think it wasn't a film back to back. Yep. They filmed. They filmed it at the same time. They filmed it as one movie. What? Yeah. I, get, well, I guess that makes sense for you know continuity and age purposes and continuity age purposes. Scheduling. Just the fact. Just the fact that they have to get all of these people in a room at one point in time. Not all of them. That's why they killed off half of them. That's true. Cut or down so, on production costs. Or so we think. <laughs> But yeah, I could see Jennifer Lawrence playing 
I'm glad it's not J-Law. I'd much rather see Brie Larson do this. Yeah, I, I can think picture that, it, though. It's just, I could. It's not, I it's could, not but a stretch. Like, <laughs> Jennifer but Lawrence, as much, as much as I love Jennifer Lawrence, she's she swings and misses a lot. I don't know if it's her or movie choices. Her run's dried up. Oh, her run's she had up. She had a very hot streak going for a while, and the last movie she did, Red Sparrow and Mother, and it just didn't do very well. But, like, if you watch the Hunger Games movies again, she's not that good in a lot of parts of those movies. Yeah, I mean... I've seen the first one, and I'm probably not seeing any more. Those movies made money because people love the book series. Yeah. It's... But she got, like, nominated for, like... And she... For Winter's Bone is one of her first movies nominated mm-hmm. for Academy for that. She's, I think she won for Silver Linus Playbook. I think she... She was nominated for the American Hustle. Like, she's has some very uh she does a good job she just chooses some bad projects i think yeah recently yeah anyway that's not related at all to captain marvel sure so you guys want to get into the favorite least favorite yeah i already said my favorite the uh flashback getting back up getting back up montage that's it it's a great great moment in this movie um but for the sake of being different i really like the first with the conversation that she has with Talos when we find out that he's not actually the bad guy necessarily. Like when you fi- when they finally decide to actually sit down and talk. There's a lot of jabs and quips getting thrown around and it's a cool twist to the story that I don't think anybody really expected. I, cer- I certainly didn't. I did not. Um, and then just the fact that it comes around full circle when he uses the same messed up code that got him revealed the first time around to now actually be a, a code. Do you know what I mean? So when he's... You're talking about when he's pretending to be the security officer? No, when he's playing his boss in the elevator and Fury's like, just like we did in Panama, right? It's Havana. Oh, Havana. Savannah. Havana. 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 And yes, when he pretends to be yeah. the security officer. He tells him, him a, yeah, come with me. That's, just like Havana. Yeah, that's like, good. He knows yeah. It's him. yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. because there's, a bu- there's just a bunch of building blocks for that relationship that you really didn't see coming when you walk into this movie. So I thought that was a really, really good thing that they did. And my favorite scene is definitely the uh, Carol Danvers getting back up montage. But for the sake of being different, my favorite thing about this movie is her friendship with Nick Fury. It's really nice to see Nick Fury as a dude that experiences joy and just has like a life. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. It was nice to see. Because I'm only used to seeing the Nick Fury that's seen some shit. It's true. And yeah. It's never lighthearted. A large chunk of this movie yeah. feels like a really good buddy cop movie. I really... Yeah. And I love a good buddy. Not even cop movie, just buddy movie. That was, was very enjoyable to me. Least favorites. Let's bring it down. See, there's nothing I really hate in this movie. Like, nothing really pissed me off too much. It's just, um... There's a lot of, like needs improvement scenes or there's room for improvement but I'll just you know I'll just keeping up with child actors <laughs> I didn't care for the girl I just did not care for the girl I actually liked her and it's not I don't think she does a bad job I just think her character is poorly written as well she's just there to give the audience answers and it's it doesn't have to be that way they didn't give her a good line She's like, what example would it be setting for your daughter if you didn't go... <laughs> <laughs> I like that little... I liked that. I, I thought it could have been better. I'm not saying it could... I'm not saying I, I don't like think it could have been better, but, like, I thought that moment was... And again, I'm just picking something in, like, that's a fair. muddled pile that's... 
not great. That that could have been done a little bit better, and that's that's the one that sticks out right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, aside from the eye thing, which I can't stand, but I'm not going to make that my least favorite part because apparently you, everyone else saw it coming, and I just hate it. Uh, my least favorite thing is the really missed joke where they lift up the thing and check out the scroll's dick. Okay, not funny. Not People funny. laughed, and I'm like, really? This this is. Dumb. Why did you put? Why did you write this into the script? Write out all of that. <laughs> yeah. Again, if they're gonna do it, they they need to give us one of the the classic Marvel one liners. So like, I'll set the awkwardness of it all. Yeah, they just awkwardly lift up the sheet and look at the crotch of the dead scroll, and then walk away. They don't even like shrug. It's not even like there's like they look at each other and like huh? well, somebody made some kind of face. I would imagine. Yeah, but we don't. Really it's, see it'd be it. even weirder if they didn't. If they just deadpan stared at his joke <laughs> and then walked away. Or, no, I'm assuming it was a him. That would have been more memorable, actually. I'm like, what the hell was that? <laughs> that would have been my biggest takeaway from the movie. Like, that would have ruined like, them. <laughs> like they made nothing of it. Yep. Like they just did it. Like, like it was routine, everyday activity. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yes, that's what an alien penis looks like. like and they uh, go about their business. Three o'clock, <laughs> time to check the scroll under the sheet. All right. <laughs> Examination complete. Um, least favorite for me, I think that there's some... Um, background story inconsistencies with the immediate aftermath of Carol Danvers, and I hate how she gets her name. Fears? Fears, because it's just what they got, what they found at the dog tag. I think it's, like, reasonably clever. Guess, but I I don't, I just, I wish they had just, I wish that wasn't the thing. I I don't know. They're not good with names, the Cree. They're really, they're not good at improv or names. Good thing was that part of the tag. We all heard her name was Dan the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Well, then they would have called it Carol Dan because it was, that's where it was cut off. Because it would have had the first name. (laughs) They only caught the middle chunk. (laughs) Yeah. Somehow broken into three pieces. Dan. Dan. (laughs) Lieutenant Dan. (laughs) So, yeah, just, I find it hard to believe that create technology as advanced as it is, she can convert a, a regular Earth payphone into a video call into a different dimension and galaxy. Which was kind of awesome. Which was kind of awesome. But yet, they're not going to scan the atmosphere around Earth to be like, let's just make sure her ship isn't hanging out up here. Bullshit. So It was cloaked so well, though. You got it. You betcha. Convenient movie device. Convenient movie device, indeed. I want to point out Papa Midnight's in this. As, <laughs> as uh, is he the same character as in Guardians? Jimon Hansu? because he's the he's the. Right. Uh, I, I don't remember his name in either movie. I want to say it's the same character. It has to be right. Papa I would Midnight. hope it is. Otherwise, that's a really weird choice by Marvel. Oh yes, yes, that is the same character. It, okay. it, that 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 clicked with me um, pretty early on. The Papa Midnight is the guy that that um. Jimon Hansu. Yeah, yeah, but he's the he's Papa the. Yeah. The trainer from Never Back Down. I was going to say, if anything, he's the trainer <laughs> from Never Back Down. But he's the one that um, Star Lord kind of runs into right at the beginning of Guardian. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That Star-Lord. is definitely who. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely the same character. Okay. Because they they make a bunch of knowing glances, um, and kind of lingering shots on him every time that. Jude Law's character interact with Ronan. I was pretty sure it was going to be the same guy because it would have been a really odd choice to have the same actor play two different characters in the same universe. Right? 
haven't done that. In the same universe, in the same type of space that they would have both interacted. It's his doppelganger. Oh my god. What? There's a guy who looks just like you under Jude Law. Who's Jude Law? It's part right, of its course. Yeah, let's do that. Alright. <laughs> let's give Captain Marvel a number of infinity stones from one to six. Bet you can figure out how that works. You can also give it a gauntlet if you give it six. Now you're caught up. Sequel. Good, not great. Four stones. <laughs> I'll, Boom. I'll rewatch it. This is the first time, too, I've ever seen a movie where I was kind of, I guess, more excited about the end credit scene than, <laughs> than the actual what was going on, Oof. going into it. That, I mean, that's my, my mindset going into this. I'm like, this is going to tie into the next one. I'm really excited about the next one. This is kind of just filler. So... It, it had that going against it going in, and uh, but yeah, no, it's it's good. They they made a good movie. It's just not like the best. I think last the last couple of years we've seen like the best. So this is a step below. So four stones. Corey, uh, yeah, I'm gonna retroactively give my uh, movie from last week one less stone. Bring it down from a five to a four, because this movie gets a four. And there's no way that Snowpiercer is gonna get a higher rating than this movie is. So, uh, yeah, this is a four for me as well. One thing we didn't touch on at all was the post credit sequence, which I have to, I'll, I'll use my time to talk about now. Okay. I think the first post credit sequence in this was awesome. I love the fact that we're getting a little bit of the aftermath of, um, the snap. And do, you, do you think that's a shot from, like, a scene from Endgame, or do you think that's... I think, it's, I think, it's, a, I think it's a direct scene from Endgame. I think that's, that's, I, I think that's I how think Endgame is going to start. I think it is, too. Normally, when they do have the um, Captain... Uh, this character will appear. Yeah. It's, I think every single time it's a, direct, it's a scene directly from the movie. Is it? Okay. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, so this, I think that scene's going to... I think that's damn near exactly where we're going to pick up the story. I think that like I think that's gonna be like twenty five minutes. Yeah, in. I think it's gonna be. Like really, you think it's gonna be that long in? in? Yeah, yeah, because they, they gotta, gotta have the whole. Oh, maybe they start off in of space. Well, no, they're they're in Wakanda. Yeah, Tony's not there. Tony's in space. And they gotta travel back to the states. But what I'm saying is, like the first twenty five minutes, they could do a bunch of stuff with Tony in space, them getting back to the Avengers headquarters, and yeah. then that happens. We gotta do the separate parties because like Tony's with Nebula and somebody yeah. else. They gotta find this. They, first of all, they gotta have knowledge that this communicator exists. Oh, shit, and they gotta true. find it. So find we, it, we, set it up, and yeah. figure out what the. So if it starts with that, I don't have a problem. With it. That's actually a good point. <laughs> I, you know what? That's that's a good point. It's definitely gonna be like probably a half hour and something like that. Yeah. <sighs> that movie better be three hours long. There's probably a binder at Avengers headquarters with like a briefing, like, "Hey, if we all disappear, find this." <laughs> If I ever turn to dust, find my pager. If it's not activated, activate it. If it is activated, hook it up to this weird battery thing. Well, I mean, it's a pager from the 90s. It's definitely going to have a short battery life. She modified it. She modified it. It's going to last lifetimes. Probably power of city. Uh, (laughs) Fair point, actually. All right, that's it. Four stones for me. Okay, I forgot what I was going to say for the rating for the movie. It's I enjoyed this movie. I, unlike, I guess, sequel... I took it as its own movie. I tried to just enjoy it as that. I liked. I thought it was a cool, fun space movie that they did, and then they went to Earth, and I was worried it was going to be too much with Earth, but then they go back to space for a little bit. It was good. I enjoyed it. I forgot to mention the one thing that I really don't like, another thing I really don't like about this movie, the last thing. So they established that the when she goes into space or whatever, she puts the, the, 
thing shoots out and covers her face. She has, like, the mohawk hair coming out, and she can breathe fine, whatever. At the end of the movie, she's in space looking at Earth. No mask on, just her face. She should be dead. Unless fully embracing her power she doesn't need anymore. I don't know if it's... But she's still human. Like, her body's still human. I don't know. I don't uh, like you that would part. Think then why does she need to wear it ever? That she, I, I, you're right. I don't know. I got nothing. That's a good point, though. It, it, it really that bothered is. me. Maybe I taking the I inhibitor off. I don't know. Yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, when you establish rule, you gotta stick to it. Mm-hmm. Bothered me. Aside from that, though, I enjoyed seeing Nick Fury be a man. <laughs> just, just a simple man. Not director of Shield yet. And Shield. Shield. That's what I said. They said Field. No, I said Shield yet. Okay. Joe, rewind the tape. <laughs> <laughs> Edit it if you said field like an idiot. <laughs> Ooh, he's a field director. It could have been better. wasn't amazing, but I had fun with it, and I will definitely watch it again. I might. I'm debating seeing it again in theaters. I'm not sure if I'm going to. I will see it again in theaters. But I'm going to give. I saw it in IMAX, so that was pretty cool. That's awesome. There's nothing playing right now. So that's very true. <laughs> I would also agree with you guys and give this movie four stones as room for improvement. Maybe it'll bump up to five in a future watch, but as of right now, four stones right. I can definitively say I do not want a Captain Marvel 2. I don't know what's going to happen in Endgame. I don't want to revisit this at all. I, I, don't, really... I don't really need it, yeah. Yeah. Unless something, unless something crazy happens in Endgame and she becomes a much more interesting character, I don't need a Captain Marvel right. 2. Based on what we got so far, I don't need it. That's fair. And those are our scores for Captain Marvel. If you've seen Captain Marvel or can answer one of the questions about things that we have in this episode because we're not a big fan of doing research before episodes. No. You can send any of those things our way in an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. Boom. We were a little off there. It's all right. It's okay. We've been out of practice. It's been like three days since we did this. Yeah, that's true. If you know any other historical figures that end with uh, a verb, Attila the Hun, Vlad the Impaler, so on and so forth. If you got any more of those, send them to us on Twitter at ZTH Podcast. Can't wait. Verb? I don't know. I don't know if it's the correct <laughs> word there. Whatever. Blank the blank. Yeah. <laughs> Name no the. Dis- I guess maybe it's an adjective. Well, the Huns were a group. The Huns were a group, right? Yeah. So there's Attila the. This guy. <laughs> Anyways, you can also find us on Instagram. We're at ZTH Podcast over there. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash ZTH podcast, or search for us within Facebook, Zeros Talking Heroes. And go on something that goes to iTunes through some way or form, some kind of Captain Marvel engineered device. I don't know. Give us a rating on there, though. We would love a five-star rating. Review optional, but totally appreciated and accepted. And regardless of whether or not you do that, Tell people that you know about the show if they're into these kind of movies and would like to hear people have a good time discussing them. Thanks for listening to this episode of Zero's Talking Heroes. Next time we're going to be doing Men in Black 3. We're skipping over 2. We don't need it. No. Nah. need to. I might watch it to see remember what happens, but... It's unnecessary. Don't have to. Alright, good. <laughs> Perfect. I won't, then. And until next time, it's my job to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. Captain Marvel fits the bill for that. Take care, everyone. Bye.